Welcome to the future of NFTs, brought to you by Adlunum, the first engaged to earn proof of attention IDO launchpad. Hosted by co-founder Natya Vester, we bring you exclusive insights on NFTs, the revolutionary digital technology that's transforming the world as we know it. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we seem to have a bit of a technical issue uh, trying to get our regular slated host on the show today. So this is your host, JP, from Adlunum INC, today speaking to you about NFTs. Uh, and on the show today, we have uh, Rishav and Pranav, who are, of course, uh, the founders, the co-founders, I believe, of Station X. Station X, uh, we're going to dive right into that. We're going to dive into the minds behind uh, this particular uh, utility of NFTs, because that's what they're going to bring out where it comes to uh, NFTs for governance, as we had decided to start. So give me a reaction, ladies and gentlemen, if you can hear me loud and clear and you're ready to get the show on the road. Right. The room has filled up. And of course, I know that there's an eager audience. I'm going to fill in for our for our regular host, uh, our co-founder, Natia Bester, who does the future of NFTs. And today, what we're going to look at is, of course, the, yes, there we are. We have uh, both Rishav and Pranav. And I know that, uh, Rishav, you've got a short time on the show today, but Rishav and Pranav are both going to be on. Uh, they're going to talk to us about Station X. In a nutshell, it's a protocol for, for organizations, DAOs, and communities to collectively govern their assets together towards any goal using pre-configured templates to set up a station. I know that's a mouthful, but I'm going to let both of them get on the show and talk to us more about it today. So, Rishav, Pranav, uh, unmute and say hi to the audience that's waiting to hear from you. Hi, everyone. Hello, uh, Hello everyone. Pleasure being here. Let us Awesome. I want to start with I want to start with something that uh, you know that that everybody here needs to understand before we look at you know what's so spectacular about these projects, right? Um, could you right. tell us about you and your team and what makes you guys stick? All right. Uh, so uh, essentially, um, I was one of the uh, earliest people from my team to to begin in Web three. My journey mm -hmm. started in uh, twenty sixteen, essentially when I first missed. Uh, buying Bitcoin um, when it was like dirt uh -huh. cheap uh, due to due to due to a KYC process, and I was like too lazy right. to get KYC done, and that's that's how I missed the train. <laughs> then 2017 early, I I I bought my first Bitcoin, um, uh, stayed in the space for a while. In three months, I see my I see my capital being 10x, and that mm -hmm. and that's when I was like, whoa, what is this? Right? Uh, let's let's. Let's learn a little bit more about um, what this is all about. So, you know, I was really curious, uh, spent some time building some side projects, uh, mm -hmm. you know, researching a bit on Twitter, scraping some tweets on Twitter from influencers, from people, mm -hmm. from projects, from build up, uh, from founders. And, you know, um, I mean, that was my short stint before the, before the bear hit. And I had mm -hmm. been working with Pranav and a couple of uh, my other team members. So all, right. all of us have been working for a while uh, together. And we used to essentially run a services business. So okay. uh, we spent some time on the services business, uh, grew it to a scalable, um, you know, revenue. Uh, but mm -hmm. then, um, you know, uh, Web3 was always at the back of our heads, right? Um, and right. Uh, it was quite new to other team members. So twenty, fast forward to, to 21 
um i i spent a lot of time explaining these guys or you know probably getting them started with web3 and then once all of, all of my team members were on board and uh, mm-hmm. you know um excited about what web3 is that's when we thought that you know we should probably build a product uh, which solves a, re- a real problem and this 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 problem uh, essentially started with my ex- experience um being an investor in multiple pools syndicates smaller communities where right. i had the power to invest in early stage companies with as low mm-hmm. as $1000 in my pocket right so right. that that's the that's that's what um, got me started in web3 and you know um, we are essentially here to solve the problem for communities um, that we mm-hmm. identify with uh, because we were early members in a lot of communities and we saw some some first hand problems uh, that that came across uh, in our journey yeah epic okay um uh, i'm going to ask pranav the same question and you know you you because you've created an arc about that entire journey that's that's brilliant um i want to also ask pranav if he can he, he can weigh in here if you know he has uh, more to add to that same story go ahead pranav yes uh just want to check in uh my audio okay. loud Hello. and clear all right all right yeah so um i mean yeah i think i met prashav uh, uh, back in university like i mentioned and we've been working together for a while right and my uh, my uh, you know i it was it was when prashav first introduced me to uh, crypto and then i was uh, I was a little skeptical in the beginning okay. i was curious about uh, the space i absolutely wanted to know uh, more about this new asset class right uh, because i was uh looking at bitcoin as an asset and you know i started diving into uh this new asset class right and uh, yeah i mean uh, post that when i started investing with uh, alongside rishabh right that's when um that's when i you know i really started participating right. in more pools more dows and more syndicates and you know that that's that was my uh that was my green pill uh uh so Okay, thanks for love. Thanks for that. Uh I like I like that uh, I like that salute to the green pill. Yeah, yeah. So, Rishabh, Pranav, you you've shared your arc uh you know and and you you got into web3 of course because of because of the your, your first investment into into bitcoin and that's and that's brilliant that's I'm certain that's where a lot of us have started a lot of us have uh you know been fascinated by this this entire in, entire world but it takes a different something to to get into you know um creating a pro- uh, creating a company in this space and the utility of the technology there right so um what i want to ask you at this point is you know with reference to to the nfts you'll have a a, a very different use case when it, when it comes to that but i want to dwell first a little about you know how do you see daos making use of these nfts um if i uh, if you look at daos uh, today um essentially uh, what daos have figured out uh, is uh, the community angle and the communication layer so uh, mm-hmm. if you see all the daos um, every dao today has like a telegram channel or discord where where mm-hmm. the members where the members essentially interact and that that becomes the communication layer uh, the next thing right. that daos have figured out kind of or are going to figure out is is how they want mm-hmm. to gate their community right so gating right. uh, the community can can essentially happen by a token and the do the and the token can mm-hmm. be anything the token can be erc 20 if these tokens can be transferred 
these essentially become public DAOs, mm-hmm. like the biggest DAOs that you see today, like Uniswap or, you know, Optimism or uh, some bigger uh, projects or protocols out there who have converted themselves into a DAO where their tokens act like a governance token, right? Now, uh, the, the, the power of NFTs uh, with governance is that NFTs can essentially be given uh, different traits or different characteristics, right? When I talk about traits, I do not talk about PFP, like, you know, the, 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 the images or the JPEGs that you see, uh, which people buy. That is just a representation or that is probably just to identify a certain project or, or a certain NFT, right? But what is more exciting about NFTs um, for DAOs is that, you know, your, I mean, you can have DAOs that have sub-DAOs, which are, which are like, you know, different departments inside a DAO. You can have DAOs mm-hmm. uh, that, that have different people focused on different areas of that particular DAO. So, you know, if, if going right. forward, if you imagine a country being, being managed like a DAO, um, all the departments mm-hmm. inside a country would be sub-DAOs. And each of mm-hmm. these sub-DAOs would have people who would have NFTs. Um, and, and, you know, these NFTs can have different roles, right? So every individual can be given right. a different NFT which represents their role mm-hmm. in their sub-DAO, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you can achieve uh, modular governance by NFTs. You can achieve different kinds of governance modular, like, you know, models uh, from these NFTs. At this point, uh, if you mm-hmm. talk about ERC-20 tokens, they give you two essential mm-hmm. models of governing a particular community. Uh, uh, one in which right. every, every person having a set of tokens has one vote that is like, you know, one person, one vote uh, kind of a governance model Mm -hmm. where proposals are raised inside a DAO and people vote and every individual who's holding Mm -hmm. a set of tokens is counted as one person Mm -hmm. uh, casting one vote. The second model is weighted voting, right? right? Weighted voting essentially is used by protocols because, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, in in terms of protocols, what matters is who is, who has how much at stake, right? And if you have like a large amount of tokens right. which are which are held with you, right? That means you've made a big investment mm-hmm. in terms of capital in that particular uh, project, right? So you you need to uh, mm-hmm. have slightly higher weightage in terms of the investment that you've done, uh, in terms of the decision making process, mm-hmm. right? So those so ERC twenty allows you to do weighted voting, right? But NFTs right. Um, open a whole new way of you know uh, engaging the community in terms of governance where you can do things like membership membership models right so every every nft holder right. becomes a member of a particular community and since these are illiquid since these are like you know mm-hmm. these can like you know you can create both transferable or non transferable nfts um, if you talk about optimism right. optimism today has a mix of soul bound and erc20 um, uh, governance model right so so i think Mm-hmm. NFTs uh, are going to change a lot of things when it comes to governance uh, by 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 mm-hmm. introducing these roles and you know letting people be dynamic when it comes to uh, creating or devising a voting structure for themselves. It's interesting that you that, that you mentioned that. It's interesting that you mentioned it. Uh, you know that way that there is so many possibilities across that many utilities, and for every subdivision that you create for. A function, you're able to, uh, uh, you know, effectively have a use case for an NFT there, especially when it comes to a government, a governance model, right? Absolutely.
Fantastic. So, um, do you see that this this being, you know, in in so many ways, uh, the future where 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 DAOs are concerned? I mean, um, there, there's always there's always this um, there's always this uh, you know situation where when it comes to governance, for example, that uh, DAOs have to function in a particular fashion, but it doesn't always uh, reach that same objective. Yet at the same time, you know, the, the question arises as to, you know, are capable, uh, are humans capable of allowing technology to be responsible for their decision making, right? Right. Um, in, in, in maybe in, from a process point of view, but what I'm, I'm curious to understand your thoughts on that, Rishav. So, uh, you know, uh, so there are a couple of uh, misconceptions or myths when people say that, you know, uh, 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 DAOs are going to completely automate decision making for, for individuals. I think uh, DAOs mm-hmm. are more of a framework for better human coordination uh, than, uh, mm-hmm. you know, taking taking the capability of uh, uh, of of uh, making decisions from humans, right? So um, if you if you talk right. about DAOs, DAOs allow you to to coordinate, cooperate, or you know get um, uh, with people that are across that are spread across the globe, um, all glued by mm-hmm. a common goal, right? All all like you know everyone in right. a DAO is just glued by one 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 goal, right? It could be investing mm-hmm. together, it could be doing impact together, like Ukraine DAO or it could be doing uh, something like Constitution DAO, where, where everyone aligns with the idea that they have to buy the U.S. Constitution, right? So uh, I think right. uh, DAOs are going to enable coordination better. And when we talk about um, you know mm-hmm. a program um, making decisions, it is not really the program making decisions. Uh, what you are doing is to keep it, uh, you know, to keep a decentralized, permissionless, and trustless, where you know no one can. Um, tamper that particular system, right? So the smart contract essentially right. is is created with a thought that, you know, this cannot be tampered. And this works on a set of rules, mm-hmm. uh, provided all the members are right. on board, right? Provided a majority of the members mm-hmm. are on board, right? So, you know, the decision making is still with the people and which is why the DAOs are more democratic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I think, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, so, you know, DAOs essentially do not make decisions uh, based on a program, uh, the decisions are still made uh, mm-hmm. basis governance and voting. Um, DAOs are just, right. um, you know, and an, a framework or an infrastructure uh, to help better coordination mm-hmm. between between people. I just wanted to ask Pranav if he has a few thoughts he'd like to weigh in with. Yes, yes, I would love to add uh, here, right? I mean, uh, yeah, when it comes to decision making, right? I, I mean. The, it's it's i think the the mm-hmm. the, the main um uh, the main job for DAOs, for DAOs to do here is again create a create an infrastructure for humans to be able to coordinate by keeping capital at the center right and when it comes to making decisions i put like any day i think humans would trust code more than another human right i mean that's that's the entire point of creating uh creating a decentralized trustless organization when and right. you know do you really mean it when you say trustless right uh so it's for an organization where people one uh, uh prioritize transparency two is uh two is uh, uh you know mm-hmm. where 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 the uh, decisions of the organization, I mean, it could, you know, they could, they could have hierarchy, they, they, they could be, it, would, it could be an entirely flat hierarchy, but then when it comes to 
decisions i think it's really people that decide yes. what happens with the money and you know i mean i mean when communities work together by having that common goal i think it's really about uh decisions uh decisions is there's just this environment that's created for decisions to happen in favor of the community's goal right so i mean that's really just how we look at organizations very differently uh, compared to you know the traditional organizations the organizations that we see otherwise thank you pranav yes um i i agree i can and i can see that uh you know as as well i agree with with, with the thoughts you just shared right okay so so coming to this and rishab i know that you short on time and you've got to jump in uh you've got to jump in on another call uh you know that's that's absolutely fine but i'd like a minute i'd like a uh, you just for a minute ponder over one thing right um effectively when it comes to web3 governance uh you you have mentioned you know what the smart contract can do uh it can't do um the fact that it is you know uh, governed by uh, a certain set of rules that we feed in at the beginning of course dealing with situations right but i'd like to turn a spotlight onto web3 governance as a whole right and i believe that's something that you you and, and pranav at uh, station x is working on um, so could you share a little about you know web3 governance you know what it is what it's not you know why it's important um it to, to encapsulate that is as a whole to give us a better understanding of it sorry so i think uh, you know governance yeah. essentially is a very is at a very nascent stage where people are still figuring out mm-hmm. how to best govern a certain a particular community or a particular organization which is why if you see uh, mm-hmm. all these daos they have different kinds of governance models everyone is playing around and trying to figure out what governance works best for them uh, because you know um, right. uh, it it really depends on what kind of organization you are and and what kind of uh, governance or voting structure you would require uh, to best achieve your outcomes or best achieve your goals right so uh, if you see protocols protocols essentially follow um, uh, a weighted voting if you look at nft projects um, where where people have raised money from from sale of nfts to do a certain uh, business um, by by creating a dao mm-hmm. out of it it could be buying real estate and then giving out yields to people it could be um you know using the capital and then staking it at some defi protocol in those scenarios it it essentially yeah. becomes one person one vote right so uh, i think okay. um, um governance is still very new to web3 and it's going to be a while uh, before some of the core or the, some of the most preferred governance models are 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 chosen or are derived uh, but yeah i think we are getting there mm-hmm. uh when it comes to governance in web3 quickly if i can add here oh, okay add here. and and pranav uh, right so rishab if you've got to drop off i can i totally understand all the best with your with your call that's upcoming uh uh thank you for being on the on, on the show today thank you so much jp uh um thank you so much for having me here uh, i i'm uh, i take my leave uh, with pardon uh, but i will soon join you for another podcast fingers crossed and we'll be glad to have you again thank you right all right so for now we're going to switch over to pranav co-founder at station next pranav go for it hi yeah i think uh, uh, you know i would just like to add to what rishav uh, mentioned right about governance in general uh, mm-hmm. it is true that uh, governance is in evolving i i would not just talk of web3 in general governance in general is something that's in, it's a, that's an evolving subject right that's, there's a lot of research going on around how communities can govern themselves and how you know like how 
people can really govern uh, uh, and govern and come to des- come to come to making decisions around anything right and ev- that in that way like even countries are you know working on multiple governance frameworks still date right uh, so even in web3 i think uh, we look at governance in a much simpler terms where how you know how do people agree on to agree about a specific decision right so if let's say we were to collectively govern ourselves we could we could be governing our assets it's about us deciding how what how like what do we agree on right and if if, if and that's why governance becomes uh something that that really does not work in uh you know like a one size fits all approach right it really does not work like that and i think every organization uh has you know like sort of explores their own governance structure uh that works best for their goal and their community uh inherently right i think uh, that's why but you know absolutely an interesting subject to ponder upon and i think uh, you know it's re- i i really would love to uh, have more content around governance and communities come out on twitter also so i agree with your points when it comes to when it came to uh dowsons and decision making of course uh you know you said some important light as did rishab earlier um i want to uh you know shift focus in terms of what you're doing at uh, station x and you know from your perspective right we see a lot of these uh mm-hmm. the utilities of of nfts um but when it comes to utility mm-hmm. of of nfts and i know that rishab has has given uh, one use case where it comes to right. able to create these micro micro departments each of those departments in turn is able then to uh, to utilize an nft to access its functions right mm-hmm. but this would have been right right one of your considerations uh, what are some of the other right. possibilities you see the nfts being used for absolutely um so uh, i i think the possibilities are um uh, are, are, there's a spectrum of possibilities that can be created around uh, mm-hmm. how how nft based communities can sort of organize themselves right there's two ways to look at it one when a community uh, uh when a community uh, wants to organize itself right so they want to organize itself towards a specific goal right and they now this is where they issue themselves nfts to be able to uh, uh, to, to be able to uh, represent Uh, a share in that community or the presence in that community right mm-hmm. uh, so that's where uh, the community wants to organize first and then they look at nfts as an as a as a as a medium for membership into that collective right on mm-hmm. the other hand i think uh, the uh, uh, when it comes to nft communities otherwise right when they do not necessarily look to organize first but they look to uh join the community first right so you do not know um what this community is going to do next right but you you buy into the art you buy into the uh, you buy into the vibes the way they say it uh mm-hmm. and you buy into the uh, uh buy into the thought of uh, you know being involved right and that's when mm-hmm. you're a part of the community now and now the community wants to organize itself around a specific goal right so once the nft sell out uh, the community let's say this is a 10000 holders community and this community uh, mm-hmm. wants to now uh, uh, you know like allocate a, allocate some money to do some you know let's say to do charity together right so we so let's say if it's a if it's a if it's a project uh, around you know uh, if it's a 
dog based project and they want to do, do some charity etc so now this is where you know they decide on how the money for allocated for this charity has to be spent right or right. Uh, it could be around uh, how do we sort of uh, how do we get work done inside our community so we want to like sort of tower ourselves to you know be able to transparently uh, pay each other reward each other transparently make payments to, to external people outside the outside the community and so on and so forth right so i look at um, nft based organizations to be uh, to be uh, you know two sides of a coin right one where uh, the community wants to organize itself around a goal and then they issue nfts uh, around that goal right and the other could be right. nft communities right. that are uh, inherently organizing themselves uh, through the nft and now want to sort of oh. govern themselves by dowing them by by turning into a dow right so um, i think uh, this is where i would see like one i th- you know for example orange dow is an nft based dow as well right um, but while they are an organization that sort of uh organized for the goal of investing together first and issued memberships in the form of nft because that's that's it. that's the kind of membership they wanted to give out right and mm-hmm. but on the other side if we let's say look at uh, nft communities like you know uh, if you look at uh, tgenerate ape academy and you know how they sort of create tgendao after the nft sell out right so that's when uh, the holders st- uh, start forming daos and sub daos together to be able to do multiple other activities right so it's really a spectrum yeah. of what how how nfts and dao sort of uh, meet right as two different frameworks and even when they meet there's so many different kinds of uh, uh, possibilities on what can be created right how what kind of organizational frameworks can be created around uh, you know having people hold the nfts it and nfts mm-hmm. need not just represent uh, membership right nfts could like right. rishav also i think once mentioned nfts could also represent roles inside an organization right so if you sort of create a modular exactly. dao uh if you create a modular dao we can sort of uh, uh, you know uh, give out nfts that sort of give special privileges inside uh, on what proposals you can raise versus what what proposals i can raise right um mm-hmm. uh, so you know stuff like that you know to sort of i think nft would be the primitive to uh, identity so in when when and when we look at nfts as a primitive to identity and like, that, that's when you know like there's so many other possibilities that make that make that can be created inside organizations also right um so yeah i think there's definitely two sides and it's a spectrum of possibilities that that can be created and you know all of these sort of blocks come together right so to answer what we are doing at station x right so we are uh right. we, so one interesting thing would be that we are we are we are able to you know we allow people to be able to do both right uh, so one mm-hmm. is when you want to organize yourself right so you have a bunch of people uh, there's a bunch of users on the internet you want to sort of bring pull some money together because you want to you might want mm-hmm. to invest start investing right so yeah. it's when you can decide you know uh, you know what i want to i want to have like i want our memberships to be represented by nfts right so you can mm-hmm. set the nft you can set your art and you you, you you know you sort of set one person one vote and you're live right your 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 dao is right. deployed and you can you can start governing your assets together in a simple one person one vote manner and everybody has a, only only these nft holders are sort of have access to this right now there's mm-hmm. so many other things that you can also do like setting 
you know uh, transferability non or not transferability right so you can sort of you can enable your members to become permanent members where that mem- that when the nft cannot be transferred ever from that wallet where which means the mm-hmm. nft or right. you can also ha- let people publicly trade the nfts right um, right and you know and when this is when it comes to token gating which is the first lego block as we call it on station x where you can sort of nft you can gate yourself using an nft you can sort of issue nft or you can issue an erc20 uh, token which sort of represents like a like a uh, like an on chain cap table right where all of us right. have different shares in the same pool um so uh-huh. that's where that's where because you can sort of flexibly token gate yourself and then on top of it now when it comes to governance it's up to it's up to the uh tao on how they want to govern themselves right so right, right now you know we try yeah. to keep the governance framework so simple um you know we that you know it, it it does not it, it, you know like governance should not be difficult right i think that's that's one big problem out there um uh, which is which is which is then there's a dire need to solve that also for communities even you know of any size for that matter right even if it's a even if it's a small 20 people uh group that sort of uh, wants to govern mm-hmm. together it does become a pain as of today right so i think uh, there's definitely a lot of work that needs to be done and i think we're you know we're sort of headed in the right direction when it comes to that certainly and i i like what you particularly said when it comes to you know governance should not be complex i mean that's that's of course one of the challenges that we have not just in for example the administration of an entire country but you it, if you look at it at you know a, from a smaller point of view where it where it all maybe where it all begins right. the most popular use cases of course even in even in organizations right even in even in companies small teams startups who knows maybe even families right absolutely <laughs> and, and and it it really does come come down to that as to having better governance having you know a, a smarter way of doing things because that's what really this the entire process of decentralization is about right right in fact uh, to you, you know also to uh, you know to give some sneak peek and some more alpha into how we're making it interesting right at station x so we are so we personally because we've been a part of multiple towns there's so many uh, problems with how you get how you how how you get access to your information right so it's either you follow twitter announcements that this so and so proposal is live or you get a or you get a message on discord and then it's uh, you know like now you'll have to you know it, then if you get access to the proposal let's say a couple of days later that's when you read the proposal and now you place a vote and that's you right. know also you know like also what happens is when uh, when when propose when you have to follow proposals when following a proposal uh, itself you know is a pain right where you know mm-hmm. how the proposal is raised how do you get how how you get to know about that proposal there's an extra uh, step that the holder or the contributor has to uh to to be able to vote right uh right. you know that that really that really creates a room for low voting low voter turnout in general right voting mm-hmm. so if let's say so we're trying to create a lot of uh, uh you know we're creating creating a notification system that sort of lets the user decide right so if let's say i'm a part right. of a dao right uh, yeah. i could be a part of multiple daos and in some daos mm-hmm. i want to be notified about uh you know proposals that 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 take an action on a treasury right it could be a uh, withdrawal on funds right so if there's a proposal raised mm-hmm. that's that's asking uh to eth to be uh, sent out to an external wallet i want to be notified about that proposal right but i i don't maybe i do not necessarily want to be notified about um about uh, you know uh, about 
sentiment based proposals like polls you know like who should be uh, you know should we remove this so and so person from so and so role right this is not that maybe this yeah. proposal is, is something that i i do not uh, uh, find so important in this dao that i'm a part of right so i can sort i can create i i, I sh- me as a contributor in daos i should have the freedom to choose what i want to be notified about so so i am able to mm-hmm. i mean i'm 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 you know i'm able to engage in a dao in a way that i believe is right you know this is the amount of engagement i want inside this dao so you you create that for yourself right so it does not it it won't and you can see i directly get a uh, notification on my phone or i could i could directly get a message on my telegram however i configure yeah. that right or i could I, or i could opt for an email notification right of course and when we do this it becomes very easy to follow proposals that are being raised inside dao we see we, we are going to see an increasingly uh, uh, any you know we're going to see Uh, uh an increasing percentage in uh voting turnout in towns from the smallest to the biggest sizes also right because it really changes how right. people uh how people sort of follow proposals and vote on proposals right hmm. so yeah i mean so notifications also becomes one big uh, uh one big uh, step forward to making governance easy in the way we are trying to solve this problem for towns I I like that. I I like that 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 is the focus and especially when it comes to, you know, uh, governance in in this particular space that that's what you're trying to solve. So hats off to you guys. Um I'm curious to I'm curious of course once once you've said that um can you share some of the cases that have been unique uh you know even just just one example that has been unique that you don't find in most of the most of the spaces and how how that worked out? Uh and feel free you feel free to go with either better or worse, right? <laughs> <laughs> absolutely absolutely so in this case uh so uh just to get just to uh you know uh, understand if i got your wife's question right so asking what was unique about this space compared to others i'm t- yeah so one of the one of the cases which was unique in you know in in one of the solutions you you had uh, as opposed to what we've seen maybe happening some places also right so um i mean yeah uh, i to answer that i think uh, so we 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 still have only some polls that are testing the product yet so we we have mm-hmm. to see what are the different kinds of tasks that people create on station x right uh, because right. tasks itself are uh, you know this is you know we're still into we're still in this phase of explore uh, exploration right in fact that's that's that was one of the recent tweets we made on station x twitter also right so we are still in under the exploration of finding answers to three questions right what is money what is ownership and what is an organization right uh, and we are just trying to find web3 primitive ways of uh, answering these questions um, so when it comes to station x some unique cases that i see is that we are going to see a lot more communities that are currently one do not opt do not find governance important right with this with which we seeing how the markets change right and i mentioned this once in uh once in the space as well on how we are going to see a complete shift on uh people trusting uh, you know people trusting uh, code more than humans right and people trusting uh, self custody over uh, over centralized solutions and so on and so forth right so we are going to see a lot more communities that demand uh, pro- uh, that demand for um, or uh, demand for daos or dao based op- operations uh, moving forward right it's not going to be easy for uh, communities to uh, you know sort of 
you know just send out a you know just send out a wallet address and tell you know what you know this is how we are going to uh, you know we are going to spend so and so amount of money in this so and so because i think trust becomes a huge uh, a huge area that is going to change moving forward right so i think we are going to see extremely different kinds of communities that sort of that start to choose that, that choose dao that choose to dao uh, in in any way because i think communities communities and people users are going to demand for a dao focused approach and more than you know over anything else right uh, so yeah i think that would be my take on uh, unique cases got it okay so um yeah i mean that you you know i i think um that that is that is a good case to to um to bring to consideration to bring to the spotlight uh and uh thank you for sharing that uh, product uh appreciate that that insight to what you guys are doing in station x um i i have my next question of course is something that a lot of us want to understand of course from the from the industry where it comes to where it comes to nfts right um in your opinion okay. from, you know from what is what do you see as the future of nfts uh how do you see it you know evolving from its current state in whether it's in the use case that you've described or in use cases across the board where nfts are um i'm curious to get your thoughts on that right i think uh, uh i mean uh, i i have so much to say i i i think uh, when it comes to nfts i think because i i find nfts very closely primitive to identity right mm-hmm. uh, and uh, so that's when you know and the, and when you start looking at uh, identity it really uh, you know it really changes how you look at how you look at anything in web3 right mm-hmm. and uh, here i'm looking at nfts to create uh, create uh, you know like create communities that sort of uh, identify themselves together right so let's say we're right. looking at uh, uh, for example we look at nouns dao right or let's say we're looking at nouns as a project right, right. Uh, this is where you know this is where the you know where nft and the art and the uh, and the mission and the values sort of everything sort of represented and you know you sort of buy into that representation right you want that representation uh, so this is this this itself uh, creates so many mo- so many uh, opportunities yeah. on uh, what nfts can create uh, in terms of mm-hmm. how people want to be represented right and the other area that i see is um, how you want to identify your interests right and your mm-hmm. so when it comes to collectibles right so that's when i think nfts right. uh, pick, have a strong use case with collectibles right so if we see mm-hmm. uh, we see the the world as we see today is where you know if somebody wants to uh, sell a formula 1 t-shirt to me uh, you know like we we see ads on instagram we see ads on facebook we yeah. see ads everywhere you, you know like these companies uh, take your data they want to they they want to do deep, they want to apply deep tech and they want to sort of create these consumer focused um, ad sets for people to be able to uh, you know for businesses to be able to sell for the business that's selling that t-shirt to be able to sell to an audience that follows f1 or you know likes cars or whatever right so that's when facebook sort of takes yeah. the user's data and gives it to the business to be able to sell that t-shirt right yeah. but what like what's if, happening with uh, right now absolutely right but what if what if i am a football uh, you know i what if i'm into football i love football right and i want to identify and put it out there that i love football right i mean i it could just be that i 
own a collectible right now this is my right. collectible uh, uh, for the football right um, now i mm-hmm. might be having multiple things that i collect across the music that i listen to the the sports that i watch the uh, the things that i do in my free time and so many other things you know collectible sort of create uh, you know an identity right and this is where yeah. somebody who who's selling an an f1 t-shirt i would any day mm-hmm. prefer that uh, you know that 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 seller to directly come into that uh, directly come into the discord and you know sell the t-shirt to all the nft holders right and that's when you know right. you buy it and you don't necessarily have any third party that took your data and gave it to the seller right it was you because it was you that bought the collectible you bought into that community and you bought into that interest right so you publicly put it out there that yeah i do watch football right i am i might be a consumer for that t-shirt right so i think right. it's about self declaring uh, interest and you know how we look at nfts and how you how you collect nfts sort of create the, your identity uh, and you know your identity is out there on chain your identity is out there on the internet and uh, mm-hmm. it it creates a fair opportunity and i think it just creates fair ways to be able to um, sell things online and you know it it changes how people participate in communities people identify themselves in different communities right um so that's when it comes to collectibles right. and when it comes to nfts for access nfts for uh, you know like uh, nfts for access we are looking at nfts and uh, brands executing uh, loyalty based functions for nfts uh, they, they're creating access uh, they're creating ticketing accesses using nfts and you know like it's just i i look at nft as just a framework um Mm-hmm. Ex- you know the same way how i look at taos uh, as a framework as well right so when i say framework it's really about how early internet happened uh you mm-hmm. know like uh, html and uh, you know html and etc were just frameworks right we never imagined yeah. that there would be people sitting uh sitting and creating web pages that would stream videos right uh, i right. you know personally i really i, I just saw uh, when i initially when i started reading blogs on the internet early internet right that's when i i could never imagine that people would now add payment layers on these web pages and now then people will start doing yeah. there be there be online commerce and so many other things right but the underlying right. framework that was introduced to the market right on top of which people mm-hmm. could build right and right. what people kept building brought us to where the world is today right so mm-hmm. i look at nft as this uh as is you know html equivalent framework that's that has just started letting people to build on top of this right and it will be really interesting to see what are the different things that you know what, what are these different things that we are going to see in the next 5 to 5 to 10 years uh but yeah even in fact while i say that you know nfts are early i definitely don't think that early because of the amount of um capital that uh, nfts create for creators already right i think this multiple right. uh, reports that uh, you know the multiple reports out there that prove how, you know how well creators sort of monetize better using nft based frameworks than any other centralized uh, uh, alternative that they do which could be like selling mm-hmm. art elsewhere right, right. Um, so yeah i think uh, we are early and despite being early i think there's so much value that's already being created um i mm-hmm. think it's only it's only onwards and upwards from here uh amen i i i'm in agreement with you 100% i mean there there is you know every single day um something exciting that happens about 
the the utilities in this particular space. It's of course it's absolutely fascinating uh, where this technology is leading. Uh, you know, I, I think you even hinted about SBNs at some, at some point is one of your best use cases. Uh, very very true. Right. right. So yeah. um, fantastic. Okay. Now, probably we have come or we are coming to the close of the show. But before we do that, there's two things that, uh, you know, we, we want to do. The first one, of course, is I have one question for you. And then uh, we're going to take a question from the audience before we wrap up. So my last question right. to you and, of course, Team Station X is what is your philosophy about uh, Web3 changing lives? Philosophy about Web3 changing lives. I I love that question. Um, so, uh, I mean, when it comes to... Uh, I, I don't think, uh, uh, you know, like... I don't think it's about changing... You know, I think so many companies that have come changed lives. There's so many businesses and, you know, there's so many uh, inventions that have happened that have intrinsically changed lives of uh, people and it changed, it's changed how humanity does certain things, right? Uh, starting from automobile to start uh, to uh, uh, the railroads and, you know, to railways and so many other uh, things that have happened in the world, right? The modern industrial uh, age that we see as of today and then again, internet and then, you know, social networks and so many other things. There's so many things that have come and actually like di disrupted and changed how humanity does things, right? Um, mm -hmm. Web3 has a, uh, has my particular interest because I do believe that um, uh, we we are really like what what web could do right what internet could do mm -hmm. is is so much more than um, is so much more than what it is currently able to do right so we are looking at uh, creating uh, so when we talk about creating borderless money we are talking about so because inter uh, internet has killed borders really anyway right we we able to meet on the internet right. uh, so there's this thing about how uh, you know, like we uh, we could be geographically uh, very far, right? But but we right. could be geodesically very close to each other, right? So geodesic distance mm -hmm. becomes your, uh, you know, I could be I could be closest to the people I meet and greet on Twitter every day, right? Uh, mm -hmm. But I, I I maybe I just have never spoke to my immediate neighbor who lives next door, right? Yeah. Uh, so geodesic distance with somebody you meet online is, a, is, is you know, so that person is very close to you versus the person who's physically, geographically next door to you, right? Um, exactly. So, so really, like, internet has really killed borders in that way right so this whole now now people are borderless right so when mm -hmm. people are borderless what is the next thing that you want to see now the next thing we see is borderless money right so when borderless mm -hmm. people have uh, you know like are able to do more with borderless money right that's when people are able mm -hmm. to uh, now send and receive money from different parts of the world with each other that creates an right. economy where i can sell I can sell things to anybody in the world, right? This changes how the market mm -hmm. functions per se. It, you know, it right. might be very wild for me to think of selling something in, let's say, uh, uh, let's say Germany today, right? You know, I just mm -hmm. do not know how to sell a specific product in Germany. There, there could be so many things that I need to know, right? But, uh, right. you know, if, if let's say, if, if we were really, really a free market, I think it would, you know, it, mm -hmm. it should not, be, it should be very easy for me to make a sale in Germany. It should be equally as easy for me to do the same sale in, let's say, any other country also, right? I should, mm -hmm. you know, every person 
deserves to find customers for their business across the world and not necessarily in the same geographical place right um so that way i think uh, definitely we're going to see how people how borderless economies evolve how people are how how you know borderless people borderless money and borderless organizations also right while we yeah. do see the companies across the world with workforce across the world etc but i you know like uh, you know it's really more uh, uh, the way i see it, the, the the way i see it it's more top bottom right you know where, you know um, like amazon will set up uh, an office in india when you know when they grow till india right but what if mm-hmm. a borderless organization would just form across from across the world right and right. we we are really looking at organizations not to replace how traditional organizations work right traditional organizations mm-hmm. one i do believe that they don't they don't need to completely become a decentralized organization per se because they because we, this is uh, this is definitely going to coexist right the way companies yeah. work today um, the, the way the way they work today and the, the things that work for these current companies and the ways of work that is working for these companies right now is um is not going to change drastically but i think we are just going to see new ways of people organizing themselves and new formats of businesses that will evolve because of daos right and it yeah. it, it, it will just coexist and uh, you know we are going to see people from across the world uh, investing in uh, investing and exploring new asset classes uh, it could be mm-hmm. you know digital and irl both we are going to see mm-hmm. communities to businesses communities owning businesses and uh, you know the, you know it's really just going to change on how how the how markets evolve right so we're looking at yeah. i look at web3 to create a world where uh, a world where uh, you know a world where free market uh, is you know it just it just it just feels right to have a free market for everybody right where people are able to right. uh where people are, people do not it does not depend so much on you know where you come from what what you know what gender you are or what you know how you identify yourself etc etc it's just really about you're on the web i just met you you know it should it should be easy for us to be able to exchange value store value and create value Oh okay 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 uh it's it's a good thing i have this feature on so i'm i'm able to pick up what you what you've said uh yeah uh, exactly so when it when it comes to this particular element of of value uh it it does make sense and i i especially uh, specifically like how you 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 create the narrative where uh the the borders begin to dissolve and we can right. get closer together despite where we are on the planet uh using right. this as a particular tool to do so 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 fantastic thank you for that pranav 100% okay ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the future of nfts we will be back next week at the same time in the same place see you then cheers you've been listening to the future of nfts Subscribe to this podcast on your favorite streaming platform like Spotify or iTunes. Connect with Adlunum on Twitter at adlunuminc or our website adlunum.cc.